This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. The game that most people are probably excited for this weekend, Buffalo-Cincinnati, and it's happening in Buffalo. Joining us now is our good friend Sal Capaccio. He's a Bills beat writer and sideline reporter on uh, WGR 550 out there in Buffalo, at Sal Sports on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Sal, good morning to you, man. I'm going to start. We're a couple of degenerates out here, and we looked at that line last weekend, Miami-Buffalo. They got a third-string quarterback. Buffalo's going to kill them. It's in Buffalo. No chance this game's close. 17 nothing. I'm cashing my check. What went wrong, and and how are Bills fans feeling after having eke one out against a, a Dolphins team that was shorthanded? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, I think a lot of people felt the same way. Oh, the Bills should just dominate this game, and they really were. They were dominating through the first quarter. It was 17 nothing, And then all of a sudden, they just um, uncharacteristically just started making um, – mistakes of the details that they're, they're usually so buttoned up on now turnovers they've happened this year and that happened for sure but it was a drop catch in the end zone by Dawson Knox touched the ground which should have been a 24 nothing instead of, they had to settle for the field goal there um or I guess 21 nothing mm-hmm. and then right after that a kickoff goes out of bounds by Tyler Bass very uncharacteristically mishits it um then they had another interception right after that things started snowballing and those little details added up the Dolphins' starting field position in the first half was their own 44-yard line. The Bills just kept giving them opportunities, and to give the Dolphins credit. So uh, the Bills just didn't take care of the football. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. I'd say one was on him, one wasn't, and then he also fumbled the ball that turned into a, a fumble six. Hmm. So those are the little things that added up, and obviously after the game, you know, people feeling like, okay, well, you got away with one. You can't play like that against Cincy and win the game. But i got to tell you guys, I mean, it's a division rival. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. They were familiar with each other. The Dolphins and Bill split this year. They know each other. Um, you're going to have games like that. And I think they're saying the same thing in Cincinnati this week that we're saying in Buffalo, which is you can't play like you did against that team because yeah. you're going to wind up losing if you do. So is Josh Allen healthy? I, I think it might have been the New York game when they played the Jets where the report came out that he had like an elbow problem. Now, he he continued to play. There was no – I didn't see anything that indicated it was serious. But I think people are wondering kind of like what's going on with Josh Allen just because – if you were to count a postseason game, he leads the league in interceptions. He's kind of been turnover prone this year, and and just kind of what goes into that because it's not the Josh Allen a lot of us saw last year. And so I'm curious if you think he's hurt or what do you think the deal is there with him? No, he's fully healthy now. I mean, he is still on the injury report, getting a little treatment on that elbow. But right after that game, yeah, that was a very big concern that it was going to be even a long term injury. But he played the following week. Um, he's clearly 
a bit compromised by the elbow uh, after that happened. That was a pretty significant injury. And he threw, you know, part of the reason he leads the league in turnovers is he threw six interceptions over a three-week period, two, two, two. Um, and then he went five games without interception, I think four or five. Um, you know, so he's, look, but you take Josh Allen's numbers and you still put him up against anybody in the league. He was, you know, in the MVP conversation for a long time. But mm-hmm. this is what you get with Josh Allen. And people have to remember, if you want the greatness of him, you're going to have to live with some of these other risky things he does. He's very Brett Favre-esque in that regard. Um, you can't ask Josh Allen, even Sean McDermott said yesterday, you can't take the handcuffs off him. You just have to be smarter. He's got to make some smarter decisions. Josh, I think Josh tries to win the Super Bowl sometimes every play, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always pressing. He's always trying to be Superman, and he can be at times, and that can get him in trouble. But, I mean, guys, I mean, he has, he has the, um, some of the greatest playoff statistics ever, including last week. People – saw the turnovers last week. He also threw for 353 yards and had dropped passes that would have equaled about 60 yards that could have put him over 400. He also threw for three touchdown passes. If Josh Allen throws for three touchdown passes Sunday, he will have achieved 20 touchdown passes in the postseason faster than anybody in the history of this game. <laughs> that's, that's an insane number. I love, the, I love the line, too. Super Bowl every play. I think I said that on Monday. It's like every play yeah. feels like he has to be the hero. And he just says, hey, just take a sack, yeah. man. It's all right. It's second and 22 is exactly okay. Right. We'll, we'll overcome it with, with the way you can throw the ball down the field. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, the, really the only concern I have about Buffalo is it feels like at times, and I know on, on the season their rushing numbers are solid. I think a lot of that has to do with Josh Allen and his ability to scramble, and whether it's designed or not designed. Is there any fear there about an inability or an in? consistency I guess I should say uh, in, in a run game and when you turn it around hey we're up by 10 in the fourth quarter can we turn it around and hand it to our backs and and kind of burn down the clock any any concern about a run game there in Buffalo yeah it's it's a great question and it's um it's the same thing here we talk about it a lot we have all year it's an ultimate conundrum here which is the numbers are really good but at times you feel like they can't really lean on it when they need to I think that's where it comes down it's not necessarily even the inconsistency. I think it's the ability to control the game at times they need to control the game. Even last week, they get the ball back fourth quarter, they're up, and they throw deep a couple of times. Josh misses it. And I think those were a couple either bad play calls, bad decisions, but hey, that's a time you need to lean on the run game. And when they did try to, they really couldn't get it going. Now, the Bills were the only team in the entire league until the last week of the season. They had actually rushed for 100 yards every single game. No other team did that all year. (laughs) They wound up uh, second in the league in yards per play. A lot of that is Josh, but even if you take him away, James Cook and Devin Singletary have done a very nice job this year. But I think what they need is when they have to control the game with the run game and they have a lead and things like that, that's when you need to lean on it. And they've been able to do that at times this year, but not consistently enough. So, yes, I think the answer to your question is yes. But let's remember last week, play the top five run defense. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this week's defense is still going to be tough. But I think there's some more things they can do against the Bengals in the run game that maybe they could against the Dolphins and maybe they can lean on that a little bit more. And so it feels it's it's an odd thing because I we really like the Bills. The one thing about them though that's interesting is their offense and their defense both kind of do the same thing. They look amazing and lights out and they got these playmakers and then they go through a couple possessions where it's like, yo, you can move the ball pretty easily on that defense. I'm cor- I'm more curious we didn't get the matchup obviously because of the DeMar Hamlin injury and everything that happened there and that game gets called in the first quarter. Uh, so we could have had a sample size here already between these two teams, and unfortunately we don't. When you look at Cincinnati, we obviously know they have offensive line health issues. Uh, how do you feel about the Buffalo defense against those wide receivers in that offense? Well, I don't feel great about the wide receivers, but who would, right? I mean, I don't care how good you are. You're facing Jamar Chase, Teague, and the Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, but I think the Bills got a bit of a glimpse in those that drive and a half of what the Bengals were thinking of doing against them. Um, but I would also tell you the Bengals attacked Tredavious White early in that game. And Tredavious 
you know, he had played what about a month uh, before coming back. He had missed a year. Um, and you know, they had success, but I, I also would tell you that Tredavious has probably played his best football the last two weeks since that game. And I think he's rounding back into, you know, form of Tredavious white, what we're used to. So I'm wondering about that, but these two teams are different in that regard. It's the offensive line. Uh, when the bills played them, they, they didn't have Lael Collins, but now they're also without Alex Kappa. And now they're also without Jonah Williams. And it doesn't look, look like either is going to play. That's three starting offensive linemen. I can't imagine the Bengals are going to have a game plan to put Joe Burrow in five-step and seven-step drops at all. I think it's going to be a quick game like they're going to go to, and the Bills are going to have to be very good off the line of scrimmage against those wide receivers. But, guys, this is the Bills' defense. It's bend, don't break. You look at their numbers, um, they're terrific in the red zone. They give up some yards. They give up some plays. They don't give up points. They're the second-best scoring defense in the league behind only San Francisco. They're just not going to let you score touchdowns, and I think that's the philosophy this week, which is, don't let those playmakers make plays over the top. Make Cincinnati earn everything they get. And as far as the offensive line is concerned, look, the one position group the Bills have overhauled and really concentrated on over the last year and a half has been defensive line. And even without Von Miller, that's a big loss, obviously, but Mm -hmm. you're talking about high draft picks of Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, bringing in Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones. They have to dominate this week at Oliver. This is why you brought that group in for a game like this to say, now you need to take advantage of this depleted Cincinnati offensive line. Yeah, we're talking with Sal Capaccio, Bill Sideline reporter at South Sports on Twitter. Go give him a follow. I, you know, we know the history in Buffalo. Obviously, we don't need to go over that. And, and uh, the 30 for 30 was great. Like, h- how are fans feeling? Is this like a cautiously optimistic? Is this like a, a waiting doom and gloom because of the history? Like, how, how are the, how's the fan base feeling right now that you're, you know, potentially, what, three wins away from winning a Super Bowl? Scared, nervous, all that stuff you just mentioned. You know, um, we, we, listen, not to get too like deep into the weeds here, but we've been through a lot here in our city this year, too, guys. And this yeah. plays a lot into it this year, which is you go back to May, we had the awful racist mass shooting at our supermarket. Um, you had um, the snow game where the game had to be moved, and, you know, it was really tough on everybody here to dig out from that. And then you had the other snow game where we couldn't even get back. I, I fly with the team. We had to stay in Chicago on Christmas. Couldn't be back here with our families. And then it got so bad, that storm, over 40 people died here in the city. People froze in their cars. They couldn't even get to shelter. It was a horrific, horrific you know, situation. And now you have this team that's doing these great things. And on this run, and there's such an intertwined part of our city, which is part of the story of everything going on here. And then you have the DeMar Hamlin situation and everything that went on with that. And I think you know, people just, they, they want it so bad for this team, for this city. And we know the history here. We know how many times that, We've been there, and we just come so close, and we don't have that championship to show for it. So I think that's what it is. It's cautious optimism, but it's always kind of guarding against it. There's so much scar tissue. Yeah. You don't. I think in this city, we don't allow ourselves even to enjoy the great times enough because we're so worried about them crashing so hard. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I, we never have perspective. It's always about the latest win and what are you doing for me now and don't worry about anything yeah. else. We, we'll get you out of here on this one, Sal. Uh, 48 is the number over under in Vegas. What's the weather supposed to be when they kick this thing off? And are we expecting a high-scoring affair? Or is this one of those, it's just a really good football game with two really good football teams, and maybe those offenses don't quite get what we want? What do you think is going to happen on when, they, when these two teams kick it off? Well, as far as the weather's concerned, um, you know, I've become the best amateur meteorologist in Western New York <laughs> since I've been on the sidelines over nine years. I, I check weather two weeks out in cities we're going to, right? Um, so I've been on top of this, and I will tell you, there is a storm coming, but I don't think it's going to get here by the time the game. It looks like that's going to hold off. We might get something a little bit later. There should be a little bit of snow around in the area. Not much. I mean, it might be even kind of pretty, if you will, like a little snow globe, a little light snow falling during the game. Ooh, um, you know, 
yeah, that'll be cool. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty cold, I guess, you know, mid thirties, that's not too bad. And then the snow kicks up. The, the wind is always the thing here in Buffalo, especially in that stadium. There's some reports that we could get some gusts, but guys, I mean, you deal with it here. And I think these two teams and the cities they play in aren't going to be you know, too worried about that. They both have quarterbacks who can throw through the wind. So I don't think the weather, I think all of it put together, I don't think the weather should be a major factor in this game. I really think this game comes down to the total of, you know, if, if the Bengals are going to play the kind of a keep away game and say, let's not let our offensive line expose us, or are they going to attack and try to get the ball, the playmakers opening up possible big plays for them and the bills. I think these two quarterbacks, these two top two offenses are too good to hold them down. I, I think the winning team in this game probably gets two thirty or maybe close to it, which could put us right at that number or over. Mm, there you go. Great stuff. Sal Capaccio, he's a Bill sideline reporter. He's also on WGR 550 out in Buffalo, at Sal Sports on Twitter. Uh, we love talking to him. Can't wait to watch this game this weekend. As you mentioned, the city's been through a lot. Such an easy team and city to root for, and we'll see if they can get it done uh, this weekend. We always appreciate the time, Sal, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.